Hello and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul's podcast. Uh, delighted I'm joined with uh, Bertie today. How are you doing, Bertie? I'm doing well, Paul. I'm doing well. How's things all right? It's a funny day today. It's, it's Saturday afternoon and the kids are going absolutely wild. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a full. I don't think there was a full moon last night, but they're just yeah, maybe too many days of lockdown, or they just it's just one of those those afternoons. So I'm quite happy you're available to chat to because keep my sanity together. Yeah, uh, yeah I was I, I was uh, I, I, on the the previous podcast. I'd like, obviously thanks very much to Dan and Stevie for mm-hmm. for coming on the previous two podcasts, but. Uh, I wasn't actually at the croquet club. I wasn't. I don't have. I wasn't at the croquet club. But there's no croquet club about. I was actually in that time. Is it time you call it the time the, the coffee shop? Yeah, yeah, with John. I, I didn't. I didn't realise that uh, we were sponsored by time. There was a lot of punting going on in the the, the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or docs. So I, I didn't. I didn't realise that. Or docs. Yeah, I didn't realise that was a, the, there was two sponsorships involved. I was always wanted to be sponsored by docs. We're sponsored by Jack. It, like, it, it just it just came out of absolute nowhere. Well, and then I got I got I got our Stephen phoning me up later on and said, "So that this is when you know Stephen's at it's like I didn't even know you're recording. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like if you want to bury if you want to, if you want to bury the priests for taking money off you, then just bury the priests. <laughs> no, don't don't come phone me back up. He's like I didn't realise we were recording. I'm like, at what stage did I say hey, we weren't recording? You know what I mean? Put, put so it that, back so on that. me. Dan's going through the, the Aberdeen game and then all of a sudden it's like shoom time Hamilton <laughs> the Bob Cross and Hamilton get your coffee get your coffees here middle aged woman with a bit of makeup <laughs> <laughs> they've all got a bit of chat aye that's it that's it <laughs> they give you that warm, the warm cosy feeling inside that's a give you your <laughs> Your two for one, your two for one breakfast in the lockdown. That uh, Nicola, Nicola decides that she doesn't thought that might be a bad idea. Look back, <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks, Nicola. Strong performance, here, Nicola. Strong performance. Eh? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted. I know you're you're a busy man and stuff like building building Scotland, and uh, I understand that it's just busy, busy. But yeah, I was just I wanted to get the podcast. Or, or, yeah. Back up and track, you know. Stephen was he wanted to do it, and young Devani, I, I gave him one. He, he was straight on after the the the, the one where Stevens he wanted to do it as well. So yeah, might as well. Yeah, nothing else to do. Right, so, might as well get it done. That's so up. yeah, from a from okay. Well, obviously, obviously you've got a lot to say. And yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that much to say, but we'll just go through it. So the. Where we're at just now is we're at a stage, a stage of reckless. Well, I, I, see, I'm trying to work out the word. One of the guys said to me, "Unraveling," and and I'm saying, "Unraveling," but I think the unraveling started. So I just want to just 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 two seconds before Betty. So we're in we're in Madrid. Yeah, you're talking to you're talking to Kevin Bridges. Brother, yeah, Kevin Bridges' brother in the Celtic Supporters Club in Madrid. That's right. Me and Stevie were sitting blowing to him. So you're chatting away to him. He's he's got chat or no chat. I don't know. And then uh, I'm outside taking a breather because uh, I was getting a bit bored of it all. And so, and then suddenly you come out, and at that sort of stage in the middle of Madrid, just beside the Real Madrid stad, the 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 news drops. 
So and that and that just that that forget about uh, agendas and like half an hour before then. Uh, the, pl- we, the place we, is going. But yeah, the place, the place is, is going, going bananas. bananas. Yeah, absolutely. And then just half an hour after it, or just around about that time, what happened then? Just explain to me what happened. I mean, this is a place, this backdrop, we're talking lovely summer's day, nobody's wearing a mask. Yeah. There's loads of, these, of people milling about. It's the guy's trying to sell his Celtic, I don't know what his Celtic scarf. Scarf and t-shirts and stuff like that, wasn't it? So it was a big sort of nice community feel about it. We were all meeting everybody. Everybody was around from... Scotland, Ireland and London and Germany and it was all different people as well so we were all having a really good time and uh, we just won the Scottish Cup and then yeah. it, it, and it then gets announced so what, uh, immediately what was the atmosphere then when that happened the, 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 well, don't sugarcoat it don't sugarcoat it no in my opinion when, when the, the, it was announced that Leonard had been offered the job yeah. at that stage because it wasn't I don't think he'd accepted it but I think it's obviously we, everybody knew it was a kind of foregone conclusion that he would accept it but the whole atmosphere of the place just dropped right so I think everybody everybody just was a bit taken aback I think we were sort of expecting something else to, to happen if you know what I mean I think there was a maybe a bit I don't know I, I don't think it was the ideal time to make the appointment if, I mean, if, if if there was an interview process, I know in, in the podcast that Stevie was on, if there was an interview process done and they interviewed three or four different candidates and Neil Lennon was the, the best candidate that they come up with, then that's that's fair enough. But I don't. There was obviously no interview process, and Neil Lennon was handed the job. But just just let's just talk about that. But just just I think that's. A fact that gets because I'm kind of worried about the Scottish media and the the links at Lennon and Harps and Sutton, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And like Celtic have just won the Scottish Cup, yeah, and then boom on Twitter or wherever it came, Lennon gets the job, right? And it's yeah. actually I've never I've never had that before. Not my Celtic footballing, whereas it went from high to low. In such like a short, short, such a short space of time. Yeah. So, so there must be a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was palpable. It was. Oh, without like, a doubt. Somebody was telling me to cheer up, and I was like, oh. and I, I mean, I'm pretty happy enough. I mean, that, it doesn't really bother. You know, I mean, but I just was like, oh, what now that. You know, I mean, it, I think my feelings at the time, just we, we talked about it the whole night. We did. M- yeah. My, my feelings at the time was that, that this was. This was a. This was Celtic, going just cutting ourselves short, taking ourselves back into, into Martin Neil, sort of world. We, yeah. It, it never go back, and also, we we were sort of, how would you put it? it, it we sort of, we we this intelligence of Ronnie Dyler for whatever they say about him. I don't really care, Ronnie Dyler, and then. We had this uh, sort of uh, person, Brendan Rodgers, who spent money, and it seemed and it was a, a soaring success. Yeah. Uh, and the players had been taken on to be moulded and changed, and you had the likes of Armstrong, who scored, scored last night or two nights ago. Yeah. It was fantastic. And we had Tierney then, and we really had a, a, a... I mean, we didn't agree with a lot of some of the stuff, but we had something, uh, a, a sort of intelligence about the, the club. And then... Yeah. We had a bit of 
we had to solve the problems in the club because of because of what Rogers did at the time. But I mean, look, that's what he did. That's fine. He was paid well, a lot more money, and but then Lennon come in. But I just thought then we were we were it was just descaling everything. The world was well, just gonna. It just wasn't. This wasn't right. Well, that's 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 pretty much what I thought. Now, I mean, I think if you any Celtic supporter, I think would acknowledge that when Brendan Rodgers came to Celtic, he was only going to be there for maximum two years, mm-hmm. three years maybe maximum, right? Now, understand that the the way he left left a kind of sour taste in the mouth. But Brendan Rodgers was always going to leave. Mm-hmm. Always going to leave. And, 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 and he's done... Pretty, he's, I mean, let's that, that, that's, that's just call it. Brendan Rodgers has done the right thing. He has. There's no doubt about it. Brendan uh, Rodgers has done the right thing for himself. He's and done and the right thing. And, Le- yeah. and, and, the, and the football team he's got now is, is doing well. Yeah, they're doing well. And, I mean, the thing about it is as well is that Brendan Rodgers, no matter what way you look at it, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, doesn't really matter. Brendan Rodgers is a top-class manager. Yes. That's it. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Whether you like him, whether you don't like him, whether he's a rat, whether he isn't, Brendan Rodgers is a top-class manager. Yeah, you've got, to take, you've got to take emotion out. When you're paying somebody four million a year, or you're paying Edward and these players are... are I don't know, a guy called Duffy, who, two million oh, plus, whatever. We'll come back to him, but But the point is that you've got to take emotion out of it. As a, a football fan, yeah, you get the emotion, but we've, had, we've just talked about the emotion of half, half an hour after the, the, the Scottish Cup's won, the emotion of just coming down. Now, that's an emotion. And then the logic in it is, like, okay, well, what now? Uh, do we have a team of individuals that are going to come in and, and, and even plateau the club or, or drive the club on. In, in, that, in that sense, we knew at the time that, that, that this, this didn't ring true. This wasn't going to happen. Rogers moved to Leicester and now they seem to have, uh, they, they seem to have gained in performance over. Yeah. And they, they got a lot of injuries. I've been watching them. But all in all, he's taken what he had... Celtic, what he's had at his other clubs, and he's put it that style onto and Leicester. Leicester, yeah, yeah. So, so what Lennon so, was going to do was Lennon was going to, and he said at the time he was going to make us more robust, yeah, and, more direct, and, and get the ball forward quicker. Yeah. So that's what he said, right? And and one of one of the other things. Um, that he said at the time, or maybe I don't know whether he said it, but it was it was certainly there was a certainly a sort of school of thought round about that that Lennon would make us more pragmatic in Europe. Here I'm putting my hands up here. There's a there's a text message or a WhatsApp message to you guys, and I said at the time, "Wow, I wish we'd Lennon for those. Euro- wish we'd Brendan Rodgers had left earlier because we had Lennon in, and Lennon would have been pragmatic." I think I even spell-checked the word. I can remember it. <laughs> they call it because my spelling's atrocious. But that's what I said to myself. I said, look, I think Lennon would have done fair better in those games. Yeah. But, so, so, so that, that goes to the back, the, then that goes into the word of unraveling, doesn't it? So so what has actually happened? Well... Okay, sorry. Yeah, but, 
yeah, we, you have to build. I think to build the story we're talking about, you've got to build what what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, and what has happened. So, right, we're taking her back. We we, we realize there's something. We take a bit of medicine. A couple of weeks later, we say, right, fine. Is what it we've is. Got, we've and, got we've got him. He's a manager now, so you get behind him and you take it as it comes. So we have an okay transfer window. Not really. Not really. Well, the first the first the first one Tierney was certainly a decent transfer window. Um, Tierney left right mm-hmm. for your, for, for twenty five million, but in, in Lennon's sort of first transfer window, we bought we bought Julian for seven million quid. Mm-hmm. We bought Ball and Golly. We bought El Hamid. We had the loan deal for Fraser Foster and uh, the guy from Southampton, the right back, Moritz, Maurice Bauer. And El Elanusi as well. We yeah. had El Yanusi. Yeah. Yeah, so, so sorry, that, sorry, it was, it was good. So it's pretty, it's, it's pretty decent. And then we bought, we brought in the the young Irish guy. Is it Luke O'Connell? We signed yeah. him as well. So it was, it was pretty much a decent transfer window. And I think at the time. Everybody had sort of identified that if you could get in, I mean, Craig Gordon is, is he was and he still is a good goalkeeper. Yeah. But I think everybody had kind of thought if we can get Foster in, it's a, it's a better option. Yeah. And we were sort of, weren't too keen on Simunovic at the back either. No. So Julian, centre half, experienced centre half playing in the French leagues, mm-hmm. paid, a bit, paid a bit of money for him. Good bit of business, you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, El Yunusi again we needed a right back or we needed cover at right back so you brought in Bauer and mm-hmm. we needed a left back so we get Ball and Golly yeah. and then I, I think it was the same just slightly after Ball and Golly a few weeks after Ball and Golly we get Greg Taylor as well yeah so uh, on paper it's a decent transfer window yeah but then, then I suppose then I'll just then the League Cup game happens yeah and suddenly, there's suddenly there's there's something's happened. Suddenly, nothing. Sorry, in a league cup game, nothing happens. Would that be right to say? Yeah. Like zero happens. There's yeah. no fight. There's no nothing happens. Yeah. The whole game, we're just sitting there going, "What's happening?" Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. The press come out and say, Rangers were. Rangers dominated this. Well, so. well, before that, before that, if you want, to look, if you want to look at okay. it before that, right? Sorry. You've got you, you, you go into the Champions League at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Right. So you get into the Champions League at the beginning of the season. We won. I think we, it was three or four rounds. What was it? We, yeah, we, yeah. we went through. So we played a couple of games. We we won quite convincingly against a. a Lower, well, no lower league clubs, but clubs you would really expect us to beat. Yeah. Uh, Sarajevo, we beat them away from home. I think we beat them 3-1. And Nomi Kalyu or something like that was the other team. And I think we, we, we like wiped the floor with them. I think we hammered them. And then we come up against Cluj. Yeah. In the Champions League qualifier. Mm-hmm. So I think we drew away from home. We drew one each. And you think mm-hmm. to yourself, well, that's a good result. We've got the away goal. We'll take them back to Celtic Park. Yeah. Then we go to Celtic Park, and it's wacky races, and it, it's just it's it's one of the most weirdest games of football you've ever watched in your life. Hmm. Scott Brown jumps up, catches the ball in the penalty in the penalty box. 
We're two, Celtic's 2-1 up. Scott Brown jumps up, catches the ball in the penalty box, and then gives him a penalty, two each. We go up the park and score, 3-2. Mm. And then it's like, then all of a sudden, it just, the place just absolutely collapses. And we get beat 4-3. And there's Edward and some of the players at the time telling everybody to calm down, sort it out. Aye. Because we are, we are absolutely Because all we're all it. over the place. We are it, all over the place. Was there not a, was there not a funny... Was there not a... Ta- I'm sure in the, the, the Rangers game, there was a, I can't remember now, there was a tactical masterpiece change, I think, as well. And I think in the Clues game as well, he shoved somebody on. I think I think that probably... We'd have to check that. But I think there was something where we looked at the line-up and went, what the now? That doesn't sound great. Yeah. So, so that so that, that that's what happens. So basically, we, we lose. So from from being somebody from 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 being somebody who's go, who's supposed to be being pragmatic in Europe, mm-hmm. we we lose the run of ourselves, and we've got the game won. We've got the game won at two each. We're through. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. We're out. But no, I think we go we've got the game won. I think we go we're up. Two one. Yeah, we're, we're two one in front. We're, yeah. we're two one in front. Scott Brown has hand handballs it, and it's two each. Then we go up the park and score again, 3-2. And you're thinking to yourself, right, that's great. Cool the Jets, calm down, that's us, we're through. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we just completely lose the run of ourselves. And we end up getting beat 4-3. Mm-hmm. Right, now, what, what, I'll, what I'm going to it's just a, a sort of thread that I've, I've, I've noticed, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when we get beat off Cluj, right? Cluj went up the park and scored three each, Right. Then Clues are going through. Clues go up the park again and score, and it's four yeah. three, uh, right? Yeah. And the comment, the comment, Neil Lennon's comment after the game is the fourth goal's academic. Yeah. Right. The fourth goal doesn't really matter because we're out anyway. Yeah. Right. But to me, it's not academic. But we'll come back to that. Right. Right. So then. You, you, you progress in the league and you're doing well and all the rest of it and we have a good we have a, a good performance at Ibrox yeah we have a good no we, well do we well we, we, Did we? I don't know we, Ed, Edward scores Edward scores early doors 15-20 right. minutes into the game you score then the second the second goal is Johnny Hayes on the counter attack right, okay, and you win 2-0 yeah, yeah, right sorry. you win 2-0 at Ibrox and everybody's doing okay everybody's like oh this is magic so Lennon at that point is looking pretty good mm-hmm. Right, then you, you you play the rest of the season to Christmas time. So we're doing okay. Then, we, we do well, and we get through the European Europa Cup. Yeah, just. we get through the, the Europa League. We we get into the group stage, and we play we play Lazio twice, and we yeah. beat Lazio twice. And it's really good. Right, and it's excellent. Fraser Foster's. Uh, pulling world class saves out all the time, mm. and we play we play really well. Over in uh, over in Rome, and we beat Lazio. So you think to yourself, amazing. everything's going, everything's going great. Well, also before the, the before the, the, the Christmas break, then we have that game against. But then before the Christmas break, Rangers. You have Rangers in the League Cup final. No, the Rangers. A game, Rangers. A, game where, a game where you win one nothing, right? In the League Cup final, and but Rangers took us apart. Mm. And we got a lucky goal, and I don't think. There's anybody that would argue with that. Rangers were by far the better team that day. Yeah. Here's, then, a, here's a question just just to break, give you 
Should Celtic, as a football club, be setting up their team with Rangers in mind? So, it's, so, so we hear this, I hate this, fourth, back at the back, five at the back. Listen, Lennon looked at his team and started to set them up differently because he realised that Rangers had his... I mean, that, to me, is just fundamentally wrong. That is. That is. Yeah. You can't you can't set up your club. You can't set up the team. The club, yeah, the club, just, yeah. They're basically aye, the, the club. To to with Rangers in mind, you you do your own. You, you run the club the way you want to run it. Not yeah. to suit anybody else. Mm-hmm. Then, then after that game, you have Rangers at Parkhead. Yeah. And Rangers take us apart again at Parkhead, but this yeah. time they beat us. Yeah, it's beginning to look. And it's beginning. It's beginning to look as if the, the, the sort of wheels are coming off a bit. No, no. What I find strange if you think back at those games is like, like at times Celtic get caught. There's a big space between the the midfield and the defence. If you look back at the, like we just seem to get caught in our heels a lot. Well, and and and, and it looks as if Rangers are Rangers have got something in their heads that they just know. Where to, where to be at certain stages in the game, but that's yeah okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that again because I've got I've got another couple of bits and pieces about that as well. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we go to Dubai, right? Yeah. We come back after Dubai. Lee Griffiths is on the boat with his his, Gr- his missus. Looking Hi, good. Griffiths is Griffiths is all over it. Mm-hmm. So we come back from Dubai, right, and. I suppose the opinion is right that we go on a, a ten game run up until the coronavirus stops the, the yeah. would you call it right the the league we go on a ten game run in the league right cup games in uh, Euro- Europa Just League well smashing. the Europa League game right but what what we are we are you're right Paul right you're hammering teams right yeah. but I'm just going to what I'm going to do is right just now is I'll read you out the teams that we beat mm-hmm. right we were we had ten games right we had nine wins. And one draw. Okay. Right? And the ten games from January till they stopped the league. Right? Right. We beat we beat Kilmarnock 3-1. Yeah. We beat Ross County. We beat St. Johnston, mm-hmm. Hamilton Ackies, Motherwell, Hearts, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock again, Livingston and St. Mirren. Right. So see out, those, see, see out those ten games, there is no game that we are not expected to win. And we, we go won. out in Europe. And then the game that we need to win is the European tie against Copenhagen and we get beat. And the thing we is draw, as well, we, we play again. really well against Copenhagen at the start, the first half, don't we? And then it just disappears. And then it just falls apart. So, just to go back to the earlier point I was making, right? Yeah. You go to Copenhagen, you draw one each. Similarities with the close game. Edward scores early and then the boy comes on and scores, right? Mm. One each, then you come back to Parkhead, and, and we get no, beat. And there's nothing that game. We get beat. Nothing. We get beat. I can't. I think. I think it was two nothing. We get beat. Then, after that, after that game, we were. We were. They scored. We're. We're chasing the game. We're up the other end of the park. Yeah. And they break up the park and score again. Yeah. Exact same as the Clues game, mm-hmm. right? And then. After the game, Lennon comes out after the game and says 
the second Copenhagen goal is it academic yeah it's the same interview right you're like what is going on here it's not academic also as well as it's the it's the change of the the Brendan Rodgers talking about players and talking about strategies and focus and tactics and the, the it starts to get very much Stevie G throw the players under the bus scenario. Yeah. Which happened in the weekend, or it's happened yeah. on Thursday well, night. It's, it's happened this season, it's actually happened three times. Mm-hmm. He's threw the players under the bus three times this it, season. So here's just a point then I'd like to raise or put down a note and spoke to a few people about this as well. That is acceptable if the players that you're thrown under the bus have not done something. You understand? So, yeah. for instance, see, for instance, you throw, you throw, uh, you throw John Hughes under the bus. Or you throw Malky Mackay under the bus. You throw right. So these players didn't really do much for Celtic. But the players that he is throwing under the bus, however, have achieved. Great nine, cha- nine, nine championships in a row, and, and three, really good performances three, in Europe. Three, uh, three trebles in a row, but on on course for the fourth one. But Sutton says on Thursday night, gutless, and Lennon says we've got to change the culture. But the point would be then that what was wrong with the culture beforehand? Yeah. You understand these uh, these little these little flags or red flags. What what was wrong with the the, the multi talented passing football team that we had before? The yeah. players were getting sold every year for multiples of millions of euros, and yeah. we were bringing in players to 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 replace them. What happened to that that system? That now on the in the middle of October or the end of October. We have to change the culture in three days, and Chris Sutton's calling is gutless. Where that can't, you can call who, you can't call like you can can't, can't call Frimpon gutless. No, you can't call Brown that. So no, you can't call McGregor. I mean McGregor was getting a bit of pelters, but you can't call McGregor that because he's went. You can't call Edward that. Elanusi because he's looking at his phone. I don't know. Is this? I mean. Is he gutless? I mean, he's scored four goals in four games and he's he's been played out of position every time he, t- he turns on the pitch. So yeah. that sort of play, going at the players, surely, when you've got a set of players that have achieved so much and have achieved have, a, have achieved notable notable sort of like the tactical movements. Or, I mean, Len, uh, Brendan Rodgers said that Callum McGregor was the most tactical savvy football player he had ever coached. Yeah. Where is that? Well, it's where it, is I, that I, now? To me, at the minute, it's it's just it's just no there. So and, keep keep going. In then. my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, it's it's only down to one man. But anyway, right. So you've got you've got you, you go to ten games unbeaten. You mm. win the league, right? Yeah. Rangers Rangers sort of falter. After after the uh, after Christmas, and you, you you finish in the league at the end of March, or sorry, middle aye, middle to the end of March, and the league gets called, 
and we get the nine the nine in a row. Right. So everybody's jumping about, everybody thinks it's great. Okay. Then then what we do is we move into another transfer window. Mm-hmm. Right? We've, we've qualified again for the Champions League mm-hmm. and we move into another transfer window. So what we do in this transfer window is Fraser what? Foster leaves. But what we should do. What okay, tell us what well, we what well, we did well, and what we what, should have what done. We, what we should do, what in my opinion, what you should do is you should strength obviously you need to strengthen from a position of strength. Mm-hmm. You've just won the championship. So you need to strengthen from a position of strength. Mm-hmm. So Foster leaves. Foster says he doesn't want to come back. There's a bit of uh, I don't know, he wanted to he want, I don't know whether he wanted another crack at the, the premiership or yeah. whatever. Um so Foster doesn't come back. So is that so so again, so just look at this. Is that a good move or a bad move? He's top of the league. At the point of recording, his team is top of the league. His yeah. goalkeeper that he's playing is at Marshall or something like that, Martin, is a really good goalkeeper. But yeah. Armstrong scoring the goals, they're playing well. So he is in a he is in an environment that is a top class manager. Yeah. Now, which we could have, we could have got, by the way. But anyway, yeah. we we top class manager. So so he's made a decision, and that's yeah. it. That decision was made months ago. Months ago, like Lennon knows that decision. Ah, also, he knows. He knows that's happening. Also, as well, it's just a quick point: as two two strengths that you th- people talk to me about, they say Lennon Lennon knows how to pick a keeper. Okay. Well, so that but I look down the I look down the market. And Lennon knows how to pick one keeper. Aye, and that's him, Fraser Foster. Yeah. Unless somebody so, else. I mean, the, the guys can come on during the week and argue the point. I'm sure they will. But I'm looking at. I don't see him picking any other goalkeepers. Anyway. No. So at that. So okay, Foster does that right. So I just, I'm really interested in the goalkeeping scenario. Yeah. So much. So just, just look. We'll look at a goalkeeping scenario. So we know this is happening because it's a loan, it's a loan deal. We know this is happening. Before yeah. COVID, you know, we know this is happening. Okay. Well, it's, see, see when you know it's happening, right? When Fraser Foster signs in the dotted line, the previous summer, mm-hmm. because Fraser Foster signs and says, "I'm here for a year." Yeah. Right. So as soon as Foster, in my opinion, what should happen is right. Foster's there for a year. Mm. But in that year, I don't, and I don't know whether this, this maybe maybe it did happen, right? But in that year, you have to start identifying targets or start looking at goalkeepers as a succession planning. But see, here here's my point then. My point is, and it goes back to Shea Gavin, David Marshall. It just goes back to that. Yeah. If, if we've got an All-Ireland player that's a good goalkeeper, then can we not see him at some stage? Why Why are we not seeing him? And if, think, every, if every reason. other... Like, if you look at the greatest players in the world, right? Yeah. The greatest defense, the goalkeepers in the world, and really good goalkeepers, the goal, good goalkeepers in the Premier League, the hair, stuff like that, they all started 1918. 18, 19, yeah. Picking up 15 to 20 to 30 games at club level. And then yeah. and then they move up and they're playing with decent clubs. Now, Hazard is a youth policy. He's supposed to be a good player. 
But surely, yeah. surely a club of Celtic size can at Celtic's involvement with goalkeepers in terms of touch and we we could we could play him maybe or maybe well, not maybe maybe see, he's so see, bad but then what's the point then what's the point the, the thing about the thing about I think about the goalkeepers is right you've got allegedly or apparently right we've got one of the best goalkeeping coaches in the business in Stevie Woods yeah right mm-hmm. so surely you ask Stevie Woods. Stevie Woods is the best goalkeeping coach in the world, yeah. or one of the best goalkeeping coaches. Then, if Connor, if he's, if, if Connor Hazard's round about the club, then he's got to be decent. He's, well, he's working with him day to day. That's it. So, so what? What would you, I mean? I don't care who turns up behind the sticks with Celtic. Like, I actually genuinely don't care. Jonathan Gould proved to me beyond doubt that it just takes different types of characters to play for Celtic. Jonathan yeah. Gould played for Celtic. And done very, very well. Arthur Boric, for everybody who loves him and all that's carry on. Boric played for Celtic because that was that was him. He wanted to be there. He turned on. He, at times, he, he lost his concentration away from the club. He doesn't do as well. But Celtic, he knew exactly what the story was. Now, yeah. Hazard's trained with these goalkeepers. He's trained with the, the best goalkeeping coach, whatever that means in the world. Uh, so surely now then that in, in my head that's the time at 22 or 21 years old he becomes a chance or given a chance but does that well, happen does that, that's, that, that okay. I, I, I think that that to me is the logical is the next step that's the logical sort of step yeah. now just one of the things that you were talking about the other night with Dan and Dan wasn't too keen didn't think this season was the time for like blood and young players mm. and, and my, my question to, to Dan would be then when, when is the right time to blood players I mean Sean Maloney if you take if you take a few players that, yeah. we ha- that we've had Sean Maloney his debut was at Ibrox yeah, he came off the bench at Ibrox yeah. to make his debut and it was nuts and he's it about was he, was, he was 17 when he made his debut at Ibrox and, right? and the thing is he's not he's not he's not like a he's a different type of person shy yeah. you know I mean it wasn't that that when you look at it but he came on that pitch and that day that day Ibrox was absolutely nuts because I was there and yeah. I was like this place is going it was wild Mental. that day it wasn't just a, not a normal game I think yeah. Larson has scored his 100th goal or something it was just it was just our 50th goal and it was just crazy day yeah. So he was on and he's 17 and he's just like he's this wee guy yeah. from Malaysia or whatever, you know what I mean? Aye. So Sean Maloney makes his debut when he's 17. Mm-hmm. Kieran Tierney Kieran Tierney comes on for Celtic. Or I can't remember whether he came on or whether he started mm-hmm. against Fenerbahce when yeah. Ronnie Dyla was there. He was 17. Yeah. Uh, Megidi. Megidi was about 6, 17, 18 when he played his first games as well. Edward, I mean, we, we paid £10 million for Edward when he was yeah. 19. Yeah, even younger. Do you know what I mean? Nope. He's nineteen, and we paid ten million pound for him. No, no, so, it's, no. What's a good? I, I, here's one more guy for you, right? Tony Watt. Tony Watt. What, what, what age was Tony Watt when he scored against Barcelona? I don't know. He was under twenties anyway. He was who, under twenty. Who played him? That was your man, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, so right on you go. So, so, so your your opinion then, and my opinion. So here, then it goes back to that. So then, so you got to keep returning the conversation to 
behind. So the, the power. So the, the, the fact is, what is the value of ten in a row then? Well, Commercially, it's supposed to be zillions of quid. Ten in a row, we can brag about it forever. Well, but what, what is what, the value what, if you can't blood players? Well, what what I've actually wrote down here, what I've got in my, in my notes is right, mm-hmm. is what happens if we win ten in a row. Right, see, see if we Celtic win the league this season, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about obviously you've got, you've got bragging rights, right? You've got bragging rights. You've won ten championships in a row, right? But really, in the cold light of day, take that, take that, the bragging rights to the side, right? Yeah. Celtic win the league this season. What do we get? Does that actually is that same as Rangers? We get Champions League qualification. You get you get Champions League qualification. If they don't win the league this season, what do we get? Champions League qualification. Champions League qualification. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and the, the whole sort of grand scheme of things, right? Ten in a row, the whole ten in a row scenario, I think the club has completely lost the run of itself. Well, Lawwell goes as well, doesn't he? It's, we have completely, everybody's running about with their hair on fire. Oh, ten in a row, ten in a row, ten in a row. Look, Celtic. If you look at if you look at the transfers, right? If you look at the transfers, right? Brendan Rodgers spent in his whole entire uh, management time at Celtic, he spent twenty nine point eight million pounds, right? Mm-hmm. He spent thirty million pounds. We sold Dembele for twenty two and a half million. Mm-hmm. We sold Stuart Armstrong for ten or twelve million pounds, yeah, right? Same. So the money that Brendan Rodgers spent. We've got it back. Plus, plus the merchandise and the, the world that plus he, he the created. Merchandise, plus, plus Champions two, stints, two stints in the Champions League. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you look at you look at where we are now. Right. Neil Lennon has spent in his whole time. Right. And in the two years or a year and a half, whatever he's been there, he spent thirty-five million pound. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Really, if you actually look at all the players that he signed, the only player that's making a a, a, a decent contribution is Julian. Yeah. So well, Elianusi. So did he sign from? Elianusi. is a loan deal. Right. Elianusi's loan. Okay. Right. So you take it in the, the January transfer window. Lennon signed Sorrow for two million pound. Let's... Doesn't get a game. He played. He bought Klamala for three and a half million. Doesn't get a game. Mm-hmm. Right, then in the summer, we bought a jetty for five million, who looks decent, but yeah. seems to be a bit sort of injury prone. Right, yeah. he bought the goalkeeper for four and a half million pound, yeah. and the alarm bells were ringing when Dan was telling me the guy doesn't speak any English. Well, that's true. Apparently, that is true. Right, so he doesn't speak English. So why, why on earth would you do that? But never mind, right? And the, the thing is as well. Is that he's no as Dan says. He, I know I understand that you've got to give him time to settle in, but there is there is games that he should have played better. I think he could, he could have, he could have made a difference, mm-hmm. right? But then, you sign Duff, you sign you sign Turnbull for three and a half million pound. Mm-hmm. You don't play him. Yeah. And really, the, 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 you've signed Bolingoli for three million. You've signed El Hamed for one and a half. You've signed Greg Taylor for one and a half, and you've got a smatter in the sort of loan deals. You've got Laxalt, you've got Bauer, you've got Foster, you've got El Yunusi. Mm-hmm. So we have spent 
35 million pound under Lennon and what's the return? Nothing. Nothing. We've sold Tierney for 25 million. That's not him. That's nothing to do with him. But that's nothing to do with him. The point I'm making is is that Rogers Rogers brought Dembele to the club for 500,000 pound and sold him for 22 and a half million. Yeah. So Rogers yeah, trans- he paid his, Rogers he paid his tra- dinner. He paid his dinner. And, he, he and we got a tranny out of Rogers as well, didn't we? That's it. We got nine million pounds for Rogers when he left. So Rogers was So Rogers, Rogers pays for himself. And more. Yeah. And Lennon and, now is see see we're not gonna talk about we're not gonna we don't but uh, I know Andy G wants us to talk about Rangers and I know I, I think we, I watch more Rangers games, but <laughs> I, I actually don't. Like it was a, a laugh on a side, like the Rangers thing for me is a sort of it's a bit of a joke and all that, but it's not a joke in the twentieth twenty twenty one when you're sitting there in May time and they've swept the board and we're sitting there with nothing. Yeah. And that's not that's not a nice it was very funny listening to Stephen and Dan Devaney talking about organising their holidays and stuff like that. And really it has become a part of her her or the yearly cycle, the world that we live in. Now the fact yeah. is that the fact is that, that that's a we're, we're very very uh, uh, grateful for it, and yeah. we, we we are not. I am not, and you are not for definite. Sort of, uh, we we just don't take it for granted. We just don't. Now, no. what I get is the feeling is when you say about Lennon or you say about other Celtic things, people say, "Well, I mean, look." Look at what you've had. You've had a feast after every single year. Yeah, I I, I get that as well. I, I get that criticism, but it doesn't stop you, as you said, loving the club. It doesn't stop you from saying seeing things that you don't think are quite right. I mean, I I pride myself in being able to say to guys in the English league, I told you, I could tell you that Tierney, that Tierney was a good football player. Yeah, I could tell you that Van Dyke was a good football player. Yeah, I knew that Armstrong had a player in him to yeah. play at that level. So. I, I pride myself on able to see players and some players make like they sort of make you look silly, but most of the players we're able to, to and I pride myself on being able to see a good Celtic team. Yeah. I, I, and I think I, you, you earn that through the years of watching lots of football and, and taking a, a general interest in different things that happen. Now, I, I can't see it anywhere. And that really... And then, because people then, you've got this expectation of Glasgow's always green and all this sort of carry on. And meanwhile, Aberdeen are getting themselves together, Hibs are getting themselves together, Rangers are getting themselves together, Kelly have got themselves together. You know, it's not looking as yeah. if, it's, it just looks very, as if everything's stacked against us. The fixture list is stacked against us. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that it's, I am not saying here that it's insurmountable, but you, you nope. heard we talked to Danny. I mean, Danny realised that actually, by the time we got to the Scottish Cup final with Hearts, and if they won that game, we're like nine, twelve points behind. That's right. And yeah, that's, and that's 12, with winning like twelve, and that's with winning every single game. And historically, we have not done that. And also, as well, is that if ten in a row was so important to us, which it isn't to me, but Celtic winning is important. So. I take the point of Celtic winning is important. But the fact is, if you come out and say, look, this is what we're going to do to achieve 10 in a row, we are going to, we are going to forego A, B and C. 
then yeah. that's fine. But my argument then would be, if you were to forego Champions League, Scottish Cup, League Cup for 10 in a row, my argument would be then that that if you were going to do that, then you could split all the players, then, then you definitely have got the wrong manager in charge. Definitely yeah. get the wrong manager in charge. Because then yeah. you're saying nine in a row happened, you bring in somebody else, and you say, look, we're not going to deal with it, we're just going to deal with the league. And then you've got yep. a competition, you've got advantage over Rangers and Aberdeen and everybody else because you don't you're not playing all those games. You send out your yep. youth team. But to have that, you'd have to have a right, bright youth developing manager that like like a, a, like a Klopp or somebody like a, a German or a, a Eddie Howell or some sort of manager, like the, the Leeds manager just now that was just totally visioned, focused and knew how to organise that. Yeah, because then that's fine. If that's what Celtic do for one year, then bother me. No. I'd be like, great. See, they were turning up at Celtic Park on a, a Saturday, and they were playing fast, flow, and energetic football. That Leeds are playing just now, like Southampton are playing just now. I'd be delighted over the moon because then you know then that younger players like Dembele and everybody else were going to Europe, and they were getting. You were, in fact, I'd love that. That scenario, actually, I'd love that to see the young guys play against them. Like, yeah, it'd just I be agree. so enthu- you'd be so enthusiastic. Like we played, uh, we played a, a team at the, the uh, that uh, a team that uh, Andy Walker and uh, all the the commentators didn't actually pay much attention to them. But we played an under under nineteens or 20, under twenties team or a reserve team, and they beat us because they just ran and ran and kept trying and doing different things and. They weren't actually that. They weren't formation wise or systems wise. They weren't that great, but they they they, they played as a terrific pace. They kept going. They, they had no fear of the big stadium, and they just played it now. Yeah. Now, if we had a young team in there, then that'd be fine. If if the league was just and, and that would put an advantage, but we never did that. Celtic no. never did that. So now, what do we have? At the moment. We have so, this, well. When you go, keep going, Barry. Sorry, I'm I'm jumping in. No, no, you're all right. Not so. Basically, as I said, we are we have changed. In my opinion, we have changed the whole structure of the club mm. to accommodate ten in a row. Yeah. Because we sold Musa Dembele for twenty-two and a half million pound. Yeah. Right, and then we brought in Edward. Edward so, should have been sold this summer. If we, if we, if if, if the model was the same, yeah. we sold, we sold, we sell Tierney for twenty five, mm-hmm. right? But Tierney was Tierney's always going to go. Last year, so the big summer, the big summer transfer this year would have been Edward mm-hmm. or uh, Callum McGregor. Yeah, but we don't. We keep a hold of them. Yeah, and we throw all sorts of money at it. Christie as well. Christie could have went. Ryan Christie, Ryan Christie could have went. But what you've got is, is that you've now you now spend the best part of twenty million pound in the summer transfer window, and you keep all those the rest of those players. Now I, I understand you need to keep your best players, but the the, the thing about it is, it, it's just no following the, the model that has got us to nine in a row. Yeah. It's not. You know it's I mean? not. It's not following. It's not following the financial prudence. It's not. That, that we, it's got because, us to nine in a row. 
because Dembele in these players covers covers a lot of the money because of the shortfall of the Champions League. That's right. And we've, we haven't had Champions League money for two years. Mm-hmm. Two years, we've not had Champions League money. Yeah. So, at the start of the season then, you went to the Champions League. You beat the... You play, you play uh, in the first round and you beat the team. I think it's one one nothing, is it? One or two nothing, something like that, early doors. And then you play Ferenc, you come up against Ferenc Faros the following week. Yeah. So it's just so one play, game. So it's just one game. It's just it? one game, yeah. It's one game. So you play Ferenc Varos without... You go into the Champions League without a recognised striker on the park. Mm. You play Ryan Christie up front. And the performance against Ferenc Varos is dreadful, again. And you're also talking about... Also, as well as... We're talking about Ferenc Varos. Like Celtic's resources oh. are just so much better than these clubs. Like, just, just bigger. We're just a bigger team. Yeah. We're just a big, massive club. Yeah. With all sorts of money to be able to, obviously, to throw about. And... Uh, mm. We get beat off Ferenc Varos. I wouldn't see see the word. Th- see that's the point. The point is, the point is, is t- I suppose it, you could use the, you could use the, the point as Timo Puki. That is the point. Yeah, Timo Puki is the point. And you're like, okay, Timo Puki's a good player. Has he no well? Has he not? I don't know. Could Sonny develop him? Was he managed properly? All that's carry on, but then. Celtic's money should should be should be invested in the players to make a return. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. Sorrow, two million invested. You give it to me. The English clubs pay money for everybody. So why wouldn't they pay five million for Sorrow if he's a I good know. player? Christie, they pay money for Christie because he's got a great highlights package. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think Christie's a bit. A bit. Uh, I don't know, uh, Christy. I, I, some sometimes I hear two people talking about Christy, and I and they, they talk about him like a good football player. I think sometimes he's still undisciplined, and he's he's for his formation where he's supposed to be, and also I think, I just think it's yeah he's, he, he needs to he needs to he needs to he needs to there's there's bits in his game where he. He, he doesn't call times, it right. He doesn't call his 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 his, his pass right, or he doesn't, you know. There's times, there's times. I think when Christie does a bit of running about like a headless chicken. Yeah, but at this stage, and it makes it, should... it, it makes the, the formation, or if, if there is a formation, we'll come on to that as well. <laughs> but uh, it makes the whole place, it makes the whole thing completely disjointed. Yeah. But so we we, we they. Uh, Ferenc Varos scored early doors the guy gets the ball at the edge of the box nobody presses him and the guy just picks his spot strikes it yeah. for 20 yards into the bottom left hand corner yeah and then you're like ah, what is going on here then Celtic start the second half after the second half Christie scores and it's one each it's yeah. one apiece you're thinking to yourself right okay we need to score but we were in the ascendancy, we're doing all right. Well, and then, again, it just seems to be this 
right, let's 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 go for it then. Let's go for it, and everybody just seems to stream forward. Yeah. And then the Ferenc Varos guy, the ball goes over the top. Yeah, I know. Just... The ball goes over the top of the de- the defence. El Hamed, the... just I don't know what is, what is happening. But but the point I'm the point I'm trying to make is that we've completely lost the shape of the team. Yeah. Completely lost the shape of the team. The ball over the top. The guy's in. Goes by Thingwe. Goes by uh, El Hamed. And scores. Like a choo-choo train. And then the goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper. Should, in my opinion, the goalkeeper should make the save. Well, the goalkeeper should be right at the goalkeeper. If you're if you're a goalkeeper, you're watching this happen in front of you. You yeah. can see it happening, so you just got to get yourself out there and yeah. just take everything the world. Take with everything you. out. Yeah. So then, all the players are under the bus. Number one. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, right, no, so, no. The other thing is, I just I'm going to keep asking you questions. That I know you. I know you will. Answer in the the correct way, but should a Celtic team put a central defender up front? I mean, that that to me is just I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll fling this guy up front. Do, do you know? Do, do you remember? We used to play football at school, mm-hmm. right? And you, you would have the tallest guy just playing at centre half. Jimmy, the, the, the coach, and then it's like Scott Smith. Right, Scott, on you go. You go up front for mm-hmm. the last two minutes if you're getting beat. Yeah. And you're like, look, this, this isn't the 10-year-old boys you're playing with. Yeah. This is high, highly trained professional athletes. Yeah. So, see, under, under Brendan Rodgers, how many times did Brendan Rodgers put De- Dedrick Boyata up front for the mm-hmm. last five minutes of a game to try and get mm-hmm. him a goal? Zero. None. None. You play the formation. You keep. How you, many? You keep to what you're doing. You, you you keep going the way you're going. You don't. This is the the whole thing. We've got no shape. Then we've got absolutely no shape. Also, as well, Bertie. It, it, how important is it for Celtic and domestically to play with four or five at the back? I mean, how, how important? I mean, we we looked at it one game, and one game. Because we played five at the back, I think it was against Kilmarnock. We actually had like six defend defensive players on the pitch. Aye. Plus a keeper. I was like, what's going on here? Aye. We did. But as I said, there's just no shape. There is no structure. In my opinion, nobody knows what their nobody knows their, their job. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing about it is, if you go across, you look across. You, don't, you, don't, 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 don't. Well, that Rangers are a well-drilled side. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Is this Mark? Is this Prime? Is this Barry or is this Morris Ross? In the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting this. I'm cutting this. Call. I'm telling you, they, they know what they're hard doing. Day. They know they know what they're doing. They're well-drilled. Everybody knows their job, well. and that's it. Yeah, the Benfica goals, the Benfica goal, uh, your man Edmondson or whatever his name is, he 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 didn't do much, did he? He could have fell apart. Yeah. So they're not. I mean, they're well drilled, but but they, they, the, the, but, but that's the thing. They're better than they're some of that. They're better. They're a better team. 
Aye, than the sum of their individual parts. Better you nailed that, nailed that. Hey? But I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're anything spectacular, and I'm not saying that they're not there for the taking. Oh, they are. Far there from it. Jeez, oh, they're Far not even. Not even. Thing. But all I'm saying is, is that they've got a structure that they work to, their formation. Everybody knows what they're doing, and that's the formation they play, and they can tweak it to suit. See, at the moment. We've got absolutely no shape, no formation, no nothing. And nobody's got a clue what they're doing at certain points in the game. Yeah. Cross balls were all over the place. Tell, all tell, over the place. Tell me about the... I love the... I, I, I can't... The, the canned laugh, whatever it is, the canned laughter or the canned crown, but when you hear the shouts on the Celtic bench nowadays... <laughs> I mean, Does it's just, just so so inspiring, isn't it? So inspiring. Really, all all I seem to hear is all all I seem to hear is moi, 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 moi. Why do you keep shouting at El Yunusi? Why do you keep shouting at El Yunusi? Why don't you shout at a couple of other people? He was scapegoated as well on Thursday night. I mean, I mean, the thing, the thing. I know we're probably we're probably all over the place here as well, right? No, but, we're doing okay. We're structured. We're structured. But Elianusi, Neil Lennon to me has bought players for a formation that they don't suit. He's brought Elianusi in, who is a left winger, and he plays a three-five-two, and he doesn't. Ha- you can't have a left winger in a three-five-two. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. Right. So what, what I think, what I think we've got, right? What I think you've got is at the minute, is you've got your two centre halves, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got Duffy and Ayer or Duffy and uh, Beaton, right? And you've got your you've got your left back Laxalt and your right back is Frimpong, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is Frimpong bombs up the right hand side, right? You've got your midfield, sorry, you've got your midfield. The charge of the light brigade. So you've got then you've got Brown, you've got McGregor, then you've got Rogic, you had you had Rogic, you had uh, El Yunusi and Christie with uh, Edward up front. Now what happens is, as I said, Barry, Barry, before you keep to hold that thought, then you've got one of our best football players. Then Cham just sitting, sitting in the stand thinking to himself, what Cham am I doing? sitting in the stand. What is going on here? Did you hear that the keep wrote, like they just absolutely dismissed his performance because it was like unstructured and he must be crying his cornflakes or his croissants. Oh, <laughs> honest to God. But what I think happens is, right, what I think's happened is, is that the two guys, the two the two wingers, or the two, the two left-backs and right-backs, right, bomb on, right, Mm-hmm. And you've got Duffy and Beaton, or Duffy and A and other, right? Because I think Duffy plays, right? No matter what, it doesn't Duffy matter. Plays, but here, here's right? the point about the defence thing: is it doesn't really matter. It's just the defence is Duffy because if you're in a plane, see, for instance, you're coming over to play Celtic, and it, like this is my wee. If you're coming over to play Celtic or European tie, like you're flying over, and the guys are like, "We're going to do tactics." You're like. Okay, this is the tactics boys gather around. They all can just sit and look at each other on the plane. You just say, there's this big Irish guy at the back. One-on-one, get the ball one-on-one with him. You've got him. And see if it comes, to, it comes to the end of it. Pack everybody into 
the right hand side, cross the ball over to the left hand side, their right back's 3.4 centimetres tall, you'll get a header. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get a header, like that's, you'll get a header. But yeah. obviously, just keep. I love this, they leave Duffy with the ball. No, no, Duffy has the ball because guess what? His game, his, 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 his profession is football. That means yeah. he will have the ball at he some stages the of the game. Right? Yeah. Nobody leaves him with the ball. He has the ball. He can yeah. do numerous things with the ball, but he will have the ball like every other football player. If he doesn't have the ball, then he isn't playing football and he could just do, do the grass or something like that. But the fact yeah. is that, the fact is that it doesn't really matter what Celtic's defence is. We have got a guy that is inept. True. Yeah. Maybe okay, that's too yeah, strong. Well, Maybe I'm I've lost my run of myself, Bertie. You've lost the run of yourself. You have. You've lost but, the run of yourself. But is he is he is he Celtic standard? Well, in my opinion, he's not. But what I think is 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 He's not been it's, helped. It's difficult, right? It's not he's, been not, he's not been helped. Yeah. Duffy is, I think, the way that we are playing at the minute, the formation or the, 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 the lack of formation or whatever the way you want to look at it, Duffy has been exposed. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's been completely exposed. And you're right, right? Duffy's going to have the ball. There's no doubt about it. Duffy's, Duffy's he's a professional footballer. He's going to have the ball at some point in the game, right? But. We should be giving Duffy, we should be playing to Duffy's strengths is what I'm trying to get at. We should be giving Duffy easy options. Give him the 10-yard pass to Scott Brown. Give him the 10-yard pass to Callum McGregor. Give him a five-yard pass to, to, to Ayer. Give him a, somebody comes and takes the ball off him. But we're not doing that. But, but here's what the we're fact doing is, What we're doing is, we're asking Shane Duffy to pick the ball up at centre-half and shell 70-yard passes. Hmm. And that's no him. But that, that wasn't Celtic two years ago. No, it's not. That's no Duffy's strength. Hmm. Golson's strength. That's Golson's strength. Sorry, Barry. It Sorry. is. It is Golson's strength. <laughs> Duffy's strength. Damn Duffy's it. strength. <laughs> at, at the minute, right, at the minute, I'm, 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 I'm struggling to find what Duffy's strength is, right? But to me, Duffy's strength should be winning the ball in the air. Just did win you, the ball. Did you see? He won the ball in the air in Europe in the first half and he done this pure power header. And it yeah. just, instead of just heading it out to the wing, he did a pure power stance header and it just went to the guy and the guy's like, shoot. <laughs> Cheers. I was like, what are you doing? It was one of those ones where the ball used to come across to me and I'm like, I better man up here, Paul, and I'd do a power header and it would just drop to somebody in the score. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, what are you doing, Kane? I'm like, I tried to do a textbook power header and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it, that's exactly what he did on Thursday night. As- just uh, a big, oh, a big launcher, and it just went. Instead of just flicking the ball out to the side, it, it, out of the way, he put it right down the channel, and the guy's like, oh, bang, I'm having that. That's unbelievable. So, so you've, got, you've got Duffy, you've got your two centre halves, then what happens is Brown drops in beside mm-hmm. the two centre halves, right? Which leaves Rogic up, Rogic's kind of playing in a, a sort of advanced role, right? Yeah. Which leaves Callum McGregor. Standing in the middle of the park, all by myself. <laughs> so, Callum McGregor's standing there against two, three other guys. Also, as well, Callum's got to keep an what eye on. What chance have you got? Callum's, Callum's like, Callum's going down the street with your old dad, and your mum says to you, 
Aye, keep an eye, your old dad. <laughs> you know, going down the street with him. Aye, keep so an you eye, can't, your old dad. You can't go, although this is my dad, but I'm just generally chatting, but you can't get around the street as quickly as you can do the shopping as quickly because you've got to keep an eye on him and it slows Aye. you down because he's, he's diving out the fridge freezers and coming out with Turkish delights and all that and they'll delete. But the fact is that Callum McGregor, apparently, the, the Scottish pundits uh, and everybody I talk to has to keep one eye on another professional football player who's paid to play football for Celtic but can't really because yeah. he's, he's 400 years old now. Aye, it's ridiculous. Done. So basically, you're playing ten men, and then you've got Shane Duffy, who's, who's doing power headers in the back. Aye, who's doing power <laughs> headers. <laughs> and we've got uh, we've got and Ayer, who to this day, if you go into any 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 Celtic pub in the world, they will tell you that both those players are midfield players. <laughs> and then, if you argue that Toss was no no, Beaton and Ayer are midfield players. You're like, I oh, know, but. They don't really... No, no, no. Beaton's a midfield player. You're like, so okay. So this doesn't Aye, sound too then, good tonight. But then, but then all of a sudden... But, but then there, there's, there's people try to justify it. Ah, oh, but Beaton's played 35 games at centre-half. Beaton's played two seasons at centre-half. So hmm. he's a centre-half. Well, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a midfielder. He's a defensive yeah. midfield player. Yeah. But we've got one of them called... Scott Brown, but, Scott Brown. but then when Beaton when Beaton looks up to see where Scott Brown is, he, he has to look behind him because Scott's standing behind him. Scott's standing behind him <laughs> because he Scott's watching Shane Duffy. Aye, and, and Callum McGregor's standing in the middle of the park himself. Shane, there was one part in the the European game uh, where it, Brown actually just disappears down the right hand side, and I was watching him, and it. it he was running and he was trying to do some runs. I don't know what he was doing. And it just reminded me of one of John McGonagall's sensible soccer players that he used just to go out of control once in a while. <laughs> I was watching him going, is Scott Brown trying to kid on his Scott Brown? Or is he, what? what, what wait, why, why is Scott Brown on the right-hand side? The play was moving. I was like, he's not in the right place. Is he giving McGregor some space to play some football? Or they weren't close to each other. It just looked wrong. It looked totally wrong. And that's, I, looked, I mean, but it's, Sorrow came on last week and just he just he, he guarded the front four, the back four, yeah, and he he, he moved in a, a thirty yard channel up and down that line. I was watching the whole time, like, well, that's exactly what you want your defence midfield player to do. And any time the ball sort of came to him or came at him, he tried to attack it and, and get rid of yeah. it. He, he may not have been great or he didn't really get much to do, but that's where he was. But I was watching Brown kind of wandering down Barry Ferguson Rangers territory where he was kind of wandering off the pitch. And you're like, yeah. what's he doing? I know. But I suppose, I mean, to sum, to sort of sum up where Oof. we are at the minute, right, as it stands, right? Yeah, okay. So, as it stands at the minute, we are nine points behind Rangers in the league. We're out of Europe. Right, we've got, two, two game, we've got two games in hand against Aberdeen and St. Johnston. But yeah. as it stands at the minute... We are two game. We are nine points behind Rangers in the league, right? We are bottom of our Europa League group section with yep. one point, right? Well, what pot were we in better again? What pot? We were we were in pot one, a pot yeah. one team, and we're now bottom of the league section Barry, with one Ronnie, point. Did Ronnie Dyler get us out of that? Anyway, sorry. He did, yeah. yeah but okay. we, we have conceded fourteen goals mm-hmm. in our last six games, right? Right. We've lost. 
the last three home games for the first time in 30 years. Mm-hmm. We've won one game in the last six. Right? Right. And the next, our next four games are huh. Motherwell at Fur Park, Hibs yeah. at Easter Road, yeah. Milan in the San Siro, and Sparta Prague away. Okay. So that's the next four games. Okay. So, so feel, feeling pretty confident after this feel, conversation, feel, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Feeling, feeling, feeling very confident. Feeling in pumped. The next four games. And we, we have no structure. We don't know what we're doing. We're all over the place. The club itself, in my opinion, is all over the place. And there's rumours. The, there's rumours. And something needs to be done. There is rumours going about about the, the old missing link and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Carl, I felt, I on a personal note, on a personal note, I, if I was Carl McGregor's agent, I'd be saying, first... Get- Get me out January, of January, get yourself out of here because he looked. I mean, this running players into the ground. Come to Celtic, we will get you a transfer to England. No, not anymore. And also, what we'll do is, if you're any good, we're going to give you seventy games to play every season. How's that sound? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so no. Ben- is there any benefit to Terry Berry? Well, at the moment in this dark November afternoon. At the minute, at this moment in time, I don't think so. Well, I, collect, I, think... I collect badges, so I'd like a terrible badge, but I could probably make one myself. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. The way the way things are going, I think, I don't think, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I, I, want, I want what's best for Celtic, so do you, so does Dan, so does Stevie, so does all, every Celtic. Celtic supporter wants the best for Celtic and I think at this moment in time the best thing for Celtic to do is remove Neil Lennon as a manager and that's it yeah. because I think over the last 40 minutes 50 minutes whatever it is I think there's enough evidence there Oof. just to say body of evidence look, body of evidence a body of evidence yeah the body politic of the Celtic fans as uh, Graham Spears says <laughs> Um, but did you ever go? Did uh, you ever go that thing that I paid tickets for you? No, 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 no. I right then. You know what I mean? So, I think, I think that's we need, we need to, we need to forget about this ten in a row. We need to just forget all about it. If we get ten in a row, brilliant. If we don't, then we don't. We need to start getting our house back in order because over the last eighteen months. We have just completely lost the place, mm-hmm. and we need to we need to go out. As Stevie says, we need to go out. We need to get through an interview process, and we need to get the right manager for the job. I was seeing. I looked at that cologne. Not appoint a manager. Sorry, not appoint a manager because he's won as a treble. He has. He has from the day he walked in. I walked in the club. He was not the right man to be the manager, in my opinion. But, but he could, he could have been short term. We could have done. A short we, term. We could yeah. have won it. He could have got it. He could get his TV contracts and moved on. Short term, or even last year when when we got the league, we could have made a decision then. That I mean, uproar of Neil, Neil Lennon not getting a job, 
losing his job or I don't know whatever he's got, but a lot more would have been I mean more than more than uh, helped if he brought in a name. Or I mean that I mean that clone I mean I've been sending stuff about that clone football academy in Germany. I mean they rate they're, they're basically rating their coaches for you every season. So if you're like one, two or three yeah. and their coaching scale with all the the preparation, the hundreds and hundreds of hours they're doing, you can you can pinpoint a coach and say, we, we want him to come to Celtic. These guys are coming up with career plans. Mm-hmm. Like in the Bundesliga, they're having career plans to see how they move into like the Klopp and the the they call it the the Man City Pep managers, the, the, the French manager, PSG manager. They're looking at that. So part of their part of their 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 career plan could be coming to Celtic for a couple of years. Because these guys are these guys are yeah. sharp. Their teams are all playing. They're they're building a philosophy. Like the Leeds United manager, is it what is his? How do you sell his name? Belisa, anybody? Belsa. Belsa. Like these teams are coming out driving at players. Okay, Leverkusen, uh, uh, Leipzig are not doing as well. You know what I mean? But they're, they're, they've got a, they've got an identity. Now, I'd yeah. love to see that type of manager at Celtic. I'd love to love yeah, it without without a doubt. And also, like all these young guys at Team Aware and all that are now coming into the Premiership and they're they're, they're lighting they're lighting stuff up. You know, these these, these guys have went through these types of managers. Yeah. So, I just I mean I'm listening to a lot of the European stuff in the Guardian and watching them. These, these guys are there, and it's again it's a selling job of the club to go and get these managers. Also, it's a decision-making. Ronnie Dyler wasn't a mistake. He did some things, genuinely good things for Celtic. The last point I want to talk to you about is the media. And, like, like mental health... So we, we talk about men, mental health awareness, and then there's lots of, like, banners and stuff like that. Lee Griffiths has got a mental health issue. Right? And then... An ex-Celtic player basically calls him fat on national TV. Is that a, is that a good yeah. thing? Or like, first of all, I don't think Lee Griffiths looks fat. Like, I, I thought, I thought. I mean, years ago, I used to think Hartley and what do you call it Hooper all looked heavier, you know. But I, I don't think Lee Griffiths generally yeah. looks. It may be. I mean, everybody keeps saying he's puffing and stuff like that, but. I always think he, when he comes on, he does something. But but Chris Sutton, is this Donald Trump deflection? But Chris Sutton spent an odd amount of time talking about Lee Griffiths after the game. And I'm like, what's Lee Griffiths got to do with it? Lee Griffiths scored. He came on and scored. That's his job. I know. But they he came on and scored his goal, yeah. Like, but, but Lee Griffiths has got a mental illness, ongoing mental illness. And then Sutton, who yeah. he must have an in, just comes out and does him and, I'm like Sutton. Like, come on. We all like you. We all think you're funny. You're you're doing well for yourself and your career. But, but, but surely, there is a moment in time where you're like, right, that's not funny. And if he was the centre issue of what's happened to Celtic in that game, he wasn't. He came on and a mad scrappy game and scored a goal, a great goal, actually, yeah. a really good goal. Yeah, done well to finish it. Oh, he, done, he, he just seen it, he's seen the ball, he stepped back, he's seen the ball coming, he made it himself, he passes in, he, he, he follows his own ball and puts it in the back of the net. 
pure composure. Yeah. Oh, 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 Bertie, but guess what? That's what Lee Griffiths does. What does that mean? What does that mean? Lee Griffiths does what? Well, he comes on and scores, or but well, that's what Lee does. I mean, it's as if Lee doesn't do anything to achieve what he does. You get my drift? Yeah. You could you could have Lee sit in an ice cream van for three weeks, then comes on and scores in the Champions League. Yeah. So I I think that from Chris Sutton was 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 not right. I think. No, I don't think it was either. And then if he's been fed information by somebody to say it, then that isn't right either. I just I just. I don't. Uh, Lee Griffiths has been through whatever he's been through, and it's yeah. it's an illness. And also, Lee Griffiths has went to the well for Celtic numerous numerous occasions. Of course, and has. for Lennon. Yeah, and for Lennon when he was written off. So I just think that's if I was and if I was Ellen Ussie about that getting called out on national TV or whatever TV it is. For looking at my phone, I, I I think it makes Lennon and Sutton look old now. Like, like well, who else is going to so. do? Like, sitting there watching Celtic. Like, I was looking at my phone. I was looking at the I ceiling. That, that's what I was going to say. I, I looked at my phone throughout the game. I was playing because I couldn't because I couldn't watch it either. I was trying to find. I was downloading apps to play games on my phone because I I actually couldn't I couldn't concentrate because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, and then I was like, "Please don't go one on one with Duffy. Don't go one on one with Duffy." Oh, what? and Duffy's like, oh, "I'm just going to throw a leg out, and then do a quick Davy Weir impression." I'm like, "No, yeah. no, he shouldn't play for Celtic again after that." That's shocking. See that stage when that boy comes towards him, he should be thinking one thing only: that ball and that man is not going past me. End the yeah. story ever. That's he that. just doesn't do anything. He just throws a leg, then does a David Weir cat horse impression, then just wanders off. Aye, I know. So anyway, we've done, Barry. I'm so happy you're back, Barry. I know this wasn't. We always go to like a dark place sometimes, don't we? This is our four four two podcast. Aye. This is for for chunks <laughs> and stuff like that to use it when he's down in London. But uh, Danny called you a coward, but live on air, Barry. I did. I heard it. Yeah, I heard yeah. it. We'll, we'll, we'll get that sorted. Yeah, not in a physical way because we can't do that with COVID. <laughs> but I think we will get you back on uh, once you've rebuilt Glasgow. What, what are you doing just now? What, what? I'm just a big shout out. If there's any construction, there's loads of people listening to this podcast now. If there's any construction companies that want to give a guy that'll work 400 hours for you a week, <laughs> double double tight, uh, double his wages, and he'll still work 400 hours. Probably probably work more for you because you feel guilty about it. Just, just take, give me a text and I'll, I'll get Aye, in contact your, with Bertie because I'm your man. Jesus, what a guy, man! <laughs> Bertie, we're going to do this podcast in a, a, a sunny, sunny villa one day. Yeah, you have to keep, you have to keep with me. You can't just keep working yourself on the ground. But yeah, if, it, if there's any construction company that wants a top level construction guy that will work 16, 17 hours a week, a day for you. Uh, just, just, just give him a call. Just give me a call. A drop is a, just drop us a line. I'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I really appreciate everybody listening. Make it a really good audience as well. I love Dan Devaney and Stephen talking about the the priests and their money, taking the money off. That was just hilarious. And uh, that was brilliant. Uh, I'm delighted that we're all uh, we're, we're back, Betty as well. We'll try and catch up again next week or even during the yeah after the Betty. Never be, never worry about that stuff we're learning in terms of people like people your your view comes from pure passion about Celtic that's yeah. it end of story and Lennon could win the league and Lennon could win the Scottish Cup and he could win 
And the thing is, that's fine. That that is fine. But our our take on it, and this isn't. Who cares? We're only having a. We're not. We're just doing something we like doing. But the fact is, never. Don't worry about that because the fact is that that's your take on it, and it's the exact same take as we had on Tony Mowbray, the exact same take as we had on Liam Brady, the exact same take we take on Martin O'Neill. We had different takes on people, and yeah, different take on Brendan Rodgers when you're hiding behind the couch around Europe. We're trying to play like we're trying to play like kayak. So I mean, we've got different views on it. The older we get, we think that the view gets better, not worse. And I, I think in this occasion. Uh, the body of evidence is pointing in the wrong direction and I just, I don't want to, I really don't want to be sitting 2021 and May time having that feeling of, feeling of us not being successful because it's going to be yeah. pretty grim. It is, yeah. And, or if we change it, or we don't change it or we do change it, and it, you know what I mean? It just, it just I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'd rather, I'd rather, and if the stories and stuff like that are correct about then I'd just be I'd just be changing straight away. Yeah. Anyway, so definitely. Uh, I love loved it, Betty. Loved it. Yeah. I appreciate your time again. Uh, hope all well uh, back home as well. Big shout out to Wally. Uh, what's going on and stuff like that. So, and next time maybe we'll do this. We'll maybe have a bit more of a laugh. But yeah, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get Sorry there. Times. Definitely. Thanks, Barry. You take care. All the best. Right, take it easy, Paul. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.